0: back to another episode of the Food for Thought podcast. I'm your host, Erin Hallstrom. We're back with our fourth episode of our Influential Women in Food series. Today, we're talking with Tara Pastor Camarada, CEO and president of SENZA, formerly known as Pastor Training. We kick off our episode, Getting to Know Tara and how she turned a $500 gift 20 years ago into the multi-million dollar privately held training and consulting company it is today. Tara walks us through how Sinza educates and trains processors on numerous topics relating to food safety, and how her previous experiences in classrooms changed the way she approached helping the food industry make sure there were innovative approaches to food safety. We talk about Tara's mentors throughout her career, as well as how working for bad bosses in the past shaped the kind of manager and leader she is today. We discuss other topics, such as her proactive approach to training, as well as how she's helping and inspiring the women around her. We end the episode talking about the advice Tara has received throughout her career, as well as advice she would give to women entering the food and beverage workforce today. Enjoy the episode!
1: Tara, welcome to the special Influential Women in Food episode of the Food for Thought podcast. Let's kick things off by getting to know a little bit more about you. How are you serving the food and beverage industry right now? Fabulous question. I am serving the food and beverage
2: industry through the Association of Food and Drug Officials. And if you're not familiar with that, the Association of Food and Drug Officials is comprised of industry and that includes manufacturing foods, processing foods, and retail foods, as well as regulatory, federal, state, and local regulators, FDA, CDC, USDA, all the states of the United States are representative, local health departments, as well as academia. And the role I play in that association is very simple, innovation and technology. We just had our annual education conference, and we provided industry and the food industry with some of the latest and amazing technologies and best science out there. So that's one of the things that I'm doing for our industry. Another item that I would say is really important is the Conference for Food Protection. The Conference for Food Protection, I'm leading up food safety training for the whole country as one of the co Uh, leads for this at the Conference for Food Protection, and what we're doing is we are looking at food safety training across the country, and how does that impact all of our food industry? How does that impact regulatory? And what are some of the best practices out there so that we can have a targeted, effective, and relevant approach to food safety? In addition to that, my company, I love what we do because every day we protect the global food supply. I have an amazing team of consultants and trainers, including my vice president of consulting, Melissa Vaccaro, who is an absolute all star that leads up our consulting force, and Barry Parsons, our director of training, that leads all of our efforts with training in order for everyone to act smarter, quicker, and
1: safer. Well, speaking about your company, can you speak a little bit more about it, um, including, I know you had some, some fairly recent news um, about your company. Um, <clears throat> can you tell me more about that? I founded
2: the company 20 years ago. And as a small business, as an entrepreneur, as a woman in business, that was one of the hugest things I've ever done in my life. And 20 years ago, it was really amazing. What happened was I went to a food safety class, and I flew in from North Carolina to Pennsylvania to take the class at the time I was in North Carolina working, and I was so excited to get this course actually trained in food safety by an attorney. And then when I went to the course, the attorney opened up the book and read it from page to page, read the book out loud to the entire class. So needless to say, I was extremely frustrated, and my whole mindset changed on industry deserves better. The food industry deserves better than someone standing in front of a classroom reading a book. That is absolutely unacceptable. So that happened in the fall, September, and then December came around, and my grandfather gave me $500 for Christmas. And he said to me, Tara, what are you going to do with the $500 I gave you for Christmas? I said, honestly, Grandfather Bob, I am going to buy business cards and incorporate. I want to start a training company to help the food industry to make sure that there are innovative approaches to food safety and protecting the global food supply. And I want to create and invent new things in order to help our industry be better, to be safer, and to protect public health. So very humble start. Probably the most underfunded company in the world at five hundred dollars, but that's what I did. Bought business cards, incorporated, and then walked door to door saying, "Hi, I want to train you in food safety. I want to make a difference." And now we are a multi-million dollar company across the United States with amazing consultants and trainers.
1: I was going to ask you to walk me through how you arrived at the role, and if you still could. I mean, if there's, I'd love to know more because I, I think the 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 seed the five hundred dollar seed money is such a great story especially you went from five hundred dollars to a multi million dollar company did you go to school for I'm, what was like your education background I, I love a good origin story and again the the five hundred dollars from grandpa is fantastic but is is there anything else on the like the schooling or, or what have you absolutely i've had a lot of mentors in my life
2: and probably one of the most profound mentors was harry well, is or was harry t rose from ht rose enterprises he's he currently owns multiple applebee's locations and i would say he is one of the most amazing mentors i've ever had in my entire life which then pushed me in the right direction for policies procedures for making sure that we have a system in place. And then I have to be very honest with you, the Marriott Corporation, I took one of my most favorite jobs in the whole world, which was a regional training consultant for 134 restaurants at Marriott. And I took that and made it into my company because that was my most favorite job because I realized at an early age that the only person that I can control is me. But who can I influence? And through training, empowering, and inspiring others, I can absolutely make a difference in this world. And I would say working for Marriott was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And then working for some really bad bosses on how not to treat your employees and what not to do. So I thank those bad bosses out there because now I try not to ever duplicate what they did so I learned a lot from other companies and other associations that I've worked with on what not to do so I feel as though that I have a master's or doctor's degree in hard knocks even though my degree is in hotel restaurant and institutional management and I am certified as a food management professional in FMP and I'm also certified as a certified professional in food safety. So after my name of Tara Pastor Camarada, I have FMP, Food Management Professional, and CPFS,
1: Certified Professional in Food Safety.
2: I'm also the author of several books, and that is a
1: story in itself. The person that nominated you mentioned that you take a proactive approach to training by enabling leaders to professionally manage real-world scenarios. Can you elaborate on what that means and why it's important? There is a lot of brilliant people on this earth,
2: and there are a lot of people that are a lot smarter than me, a lot
1: more educated than me,
2: a lot more experienced than than I am. But from a reality perspective, if you cannot communicate to people, and I always say my ability to communicate to average Joe is the expertise that a lot of people are missing, because if you cannot communicate a simple message of being brief and being brilliant, then you're not gonna hear what you have to say. So I've been doing this since 1986, and 1986 to 2022, a lot has happened in this world, from social media to text messaging, the adult learner today, You have to communicate differently, and you have to be able to adjust, and you have to be able to change. And as the leader for training or instructing or inspiring others, you're the person that has to change, not your participants, not your students. And absolutely, when it comes to training and making a difference, we like to make things as simple as possible and be as direct as possible. Some people accuse me of being a little too direct. Well, I have to tell you, it saves time, it saves money, and it gets right to the point. It could be my East Coast Jersey girl part of it, but it's definitely, you understand what I'm saying, and I'm a very clear communicator on what needs to be done in order to make sure our food industry and our alcohol industry are safe. And one of the biggest things that we do from a communication standpoint is we create environments of awareness. Being aware of your surroundings, being aware of what you do. It's so important in life to make sure that you actually participate in life. So I am definitely not a sidelines person. I definitely, absolutely participate in life in every aspect and I encourage other people to do the same. Can you talk to me about the Women Owned business program you developed? So what's very unique about my company is just about every single woman in my company also has a business, which is very ironic because one of my uh, team members, Megan, she said, Tara, you just seem to inspire us to go out there and make changes and do things. So one of the things I love about my organization is that my team are entrepreneurs. And I love my team of entrepreneurs. And at one point, I asked my husband to please join our organization, and he said, um, I'm gonna be the only guy here. I said, welcome to the team. And I didn't realize it, unbeknownst to me, that in our office operations end, we had an all-female team. So when it comes to inspiring women, First place to start is at home, and the home part is my company. So that's one part. The other thing is inspiring women through being a good role model, and being a good role model with the Association of Food and Drug Officials, with the Conference for Food Protection, with the National Environmental Health Association, being a good role model out there and working with women in the food industry, working with women throughout our industry with the Women's Business Enterprise, the WBA, as well as being that role model for global gurus. Uh, it's an honor to be recognized in the world as a global guru and in the top 30 global gurus for like the last five years. So that part is really important to me is to make sure that I am that leader and that role model to
1: make a difference. Can you walk me through any other ways that you're helping women in the food and beverage industry? I loved what you're talking about with the – that every woman in your company is an entrepreneur and such, it's such rich information. Are there other ways that you're helping women in the industry? Yes, during COVID,
2: when it first started, volunteering for educational seminars that would help women entrepreneurs and would help women in business in order to survive COVID and thrive in, in a new environment. So that is probably one of the latest things. And that was done on a monthly basis with multiple people and a great team that surrounded me in order for us to accomplish that. Also, we do a lot with being that leader in our local community with whenever there's a major disaster, setting up our site as a donation site, and actually getting into areas that our government was not able to get into. So I'm very proud of that from a leadership perspective. And there's no doubt that when it comes to women in business, we absolutely positively take the extra time, the extra effort in order to make sure that we go above and beyond what is
1: needed to to pioneer through the food industry. So I'd love to circle back and hear more about uh, the books that you have published. Can you tell me more about them?
2: Sure. Um, John Wiley & Sons contacted me and said, could you please create food manuals, HACCP, Hazard Analysis and Critical Control Point, food safety manuals for employees and managers to actually do. So I actually did that, and I worked with a lot of wonderful people, but I think the most endearing was, and this is the first time I actually tore up a manuscript, I did a test class uh, with school lunch professionals. And at the, at the class, this is, was an epic sale, Because when the 7-year-old woman grabbed my hand, and, of course, I was 30-something at the time, she said, honey, you're such a sweet girl. I don't have any idea what you said, but I just think you're a sweet girl. Thank you for talking to us today. So then that epic fail was amazing because we were able to take that epic fail and then create the HACCP Food Safety Training Manuals that are used for around the world for employees, managers, and trainers. And Ecker John Wiley and Sons published it. Then we had Pearson Higher Education purchase the book. And when it came to Pearson Higher Education taking over that line of books, that inspired us to go into food terrorism and actually be one of the first books on food terrorism that I launched in London. And I did that with Dr. Michael Dixon And it's Food Defense Fundamentals using the SHARE method to protect the global food supply. And kudos to Dr. Dixon and I for actually being in the forefront because what was really exciting is now there's an intentional adulteration rule in our country with the new Food Safety Modernization Act that started 10 years ago. And they modeled a lot of our book in the intentional adulteration rule which was very reassuring to know that our message was able to get through and impact the entire world from an intentional adulteration. So that was really amazing. And then after that, I decided to start a publishing company myself, insurance publishing company, where we took back all of our books and our manuals, and now we publish them ourselves Because timeliness is essential when it comes to the food industry. When the next food code code comes out, you have to be on top of it. You have to change the latest and best science. And we are very nimble. We're very agile. And we're able to make it happen very quickly. So now the product line is held with Stuart's publishing company.
1: I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about advice. I always love to hear it. I'd love to help give it and help amplify those who have great advice. I'm curious, what is a piece of advice you were given early on in your career that you still use today? Oh, boy.
2: There's a lot lot of advice, a lot. But before I answer your question on the actual advice part, there is a pillow on my bed that I read every night before I go to sleep. And I think that will give you the mindset on the advice of where I am. So the pillow has three quotes on it. And the first quote is, Believe and act as if it were impossible to fail by Charles Kettering. The next is, Dream of things that never were from John F. Kennedy. And the final one from Abraham Lincoln, Whatever you are, be a good one. And every night before I go to sleep for the last 20 years, I've been looking at those three quotes and those three quotes really keep in alignment and one of the things that i would give advice to is be able to describe your organization be able to describe your company the way you would be proud to do it and sometimes when i'm giving orientation or welcoming a new team member or expanding the organization and bringing on new folks I said, I say to them, what would a Girl Scout or a Boy Scout do? That's how we operate this company. I want to operate this company as if we are a bunch of Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts that are making a difference in the global food supply, that are making a difference in the world, because every single day we make a difference in the world. So the advice I would give is simple, make sure that your mission Is really what you believe because you certainly can tell when people don't care. You certainly can tell when people have checked out. You certainly can tell when people are just going through the motions. But what is your mission? What do you believe in? What do you want to inspire? And my advice is: be true to that. Be
1: honest and true to what you are. Um, I know you have mentored, so I'm curious when you are mentoring a woman or a group of women that are maybe new to the industry, new to your company, what two or three pieces of advice um, would you or do you give them?
2: My advice to women out there, my advice to entrepreneurs, my advice to people in business is, number one, be a complete package. Number two, be brief and be brilliant. Number three, participate in life. Get off of the sidelines and get into life. Actively insert
1: yourself into life and make it happen. Well, I think that is some of the best advice anyone could hear. Tara, thank you so much for joining me on this special Influential Women in Food episode of the Food for Thought podcast.
0: everyone listening to the food for thought podcast today thank you for tuning in you can find us on apple podcasts spotify stitcher and just about everywhere you can listen to a podcast be sure to tune in next time as we talk more about the stories behind the headlines of the food and beverage industry take care have a great day